evening, ladies and gentlemen. It is a spooky Friday the 13th, which is meant to bring bad luck, but my day has been all good luck. That's great. That I just know. goes to show that you can't trust superstitions. Well, it's the night is young, as one person would say. <laughs> That's true, but the day is old. <laughs> We're talking about Michael Jackson there for people who didn't know. I didn't get that, no. You didn't get that no, reference? Oh, my goodness. Over my head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, see, who's the music genius in this room? I never <laughs> said you weren't. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we are talking about Spooker Friday the 13th. Yeah, Friday. The... Which is just an amazing uh, coincidence that uh, we are here on a Friday, on the 13th of a Friday. How many Friday the 13th are there? In a year? In a year. Sometimes there's two. Uh, most of the times there's only one. So this year? One. Oh, aren't we lucky to be yeah. gathered here on, yes. a, on this <laughs> Friday the 13th where we will bring the ghoul and we will bring the... The mystery. The mystery. <laughs> I didn't know where to go with that one. <laughs> the bad luck and the superstitions of Friday the 13th. And there's some good... I don't know. Well, my English just stopped working. That's there's right. some big, uh, quite interesting dates in yeah. now, yeah. Uh, we will just let you all know they are all Friday the thirteenth. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so every time we say the thirteenth of something, we we do mean Friday the thirteenth. Oh. So yeah, no. Right. Look, even though we do know that Friday the thirteenth is just superstition, it's not anything real. Do we really? Some, yeah. Well, the evidence seems to support it. Because I'm I'm seeing one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20 things that happened. Now, okay, is in a space of... Oh, hang on. Why does one say 2029? We'll find out soon. Future predicted events. <laughs> okay, so yeah, I was going to say 20 so events. So, of the 20 but... things that you've just counted, <laughs> you've completely discounted the fact that there are 365 or 364 other dates of oh, the totally, year. totally, but... Where th- bad things do happen. So. Look, I'm just saying that at least it's, it's meant to be one Friday the 13th at least every year. At least you don't have every single year yeah. on here. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, But don't anyway. forget, this is where, and we've mentioned it a few times over this show, we mentioned it during our Conspiracy Theory episodes, we mentioned it through a few of our others, uh, that thing called confirmation bias. So yeah. whenever anybody puts two things together, so... Uh, I'm anticipating on Friday the 13th something bad will happen um, and say something bad does happen, then I'll go, oh, well, you see, that's because of Friday the 13th, so that confirms my bias. But any other day of the year when something bad happens, I just think, oh, you know, that's just bad luck. So yeah, no, absolutely. Well, let's get into tonight's show because uh, we believe, I believe, and please correct me if I'm wrong, but this is also... A very special episode because it's our start of season three. three. Yeah, can you ma- can you believe we've made we it? Survived. We've made it three seasons. Oh, well, two. We, su- <laughs> we only started the first one. So, uh, one. if there's interesting things that you want to know about our episodes, for example, we'll give you a sneak peek in what is coming on our website. So, if you are listening in the podcast app, go and check out drm1.com.au because. If we say there's a video that you should watch on this episode, then what you can do is go to drm1.com.au forward slash shows forward slash soundbites, click on season three and this episode, and you down the bottom, you'll see all the videos yeah. and, and sources that we get some information from. 
Um, they'll be listed on the website now, so you can go and do your own little research and be part of our community. But let's get started because I could waffle on about all the new things. Yeah, happening, all the new features. Or we could get into some French Revolution. Okay. <laughs> so, going back to the 13th of October, 1307. So, this is when um, the French King Philip IV ordered every French knight of the Knights Templar to be arrested, including the order's last Grand Master. So, uh, Jacques de Molay, um, they were brutally tortured and forced to confess to outrageous, trumped-up charges, including homosexuality. Oh, absolutely. Devil-worshipping. Well, that's... Yeah. Heresy. <laughs> eh, financial corruption is pretty good. Oh, yeah, that's not a bad one. Fraud? Who cares yeah. about that? Spitting on the cross? Everyone Sinful. did that. Absolutely everyone did that. Idolatry? Uh, Which is? The worshipping of false idols. Oh, okay. Uh, well, we all do that. Queen Latifah for one. Obscene <laughs> kissing and the denial of Christ. Okay, well, this one's the interesting because they could have just killed them just because of homosexuality. No, they see they wanted them to confess to a whole range of things to demonstrate how vile and evil and sinful and uh, yeah, anti-Christian they were. So yeah. punishments for the guilty ranged from excommunication, which or I think if I had to, if I had, yeah, if I had to pick one of them, that's the one I'd go for. Why? Uh, or perpetual imprisonment to burning at the. Sp- well, excommunication means that you can no longer. Yeah, but there's something. Sometimes you want if I, if okay. <laughs> If you're the torturer, you kind of want to be able to gruesomely kill someone. No, but as the recipient, if if I said <laughs> sure, to you, you, you have wanna... three options. You can be imprisoned for the rest of your life. You can be burned at the stake or you're not allowed to be a Christian anymore. So which one did they choose? No, it was... It... Which one did French King... Oh, no, well, he most, was most of them, he wanted them dead. So it was either imprisoned or burned at the stake. Yeah. I would I would do it, and I know that maybe back then it's thirteen oh seven. They mostly didn't have wheels and cogs and all that kind of stuff. But I'm just thinking, uh, two spike walls just coming towards a human and <laughs> spike to death. Right. So yeah. even gruesome torture. Yeah. You, you you wanted a gruesome absolutely entertain, rip them to shreds, entertain the masses, turn them into mincemeat type of death. Absolutely. Well, there, you there you go. <laughs> Sorry, this wasn't meant to be a PG non-graphic show, but we just. Might need to put a warning on this episode. <laughs> you know, uh, one of our first shows was a Friday the 13th show. I know. On season one. If you go all the way yep. back there, you'll find our very first Friday the 13th show. Okay, let's jump on to um, 15.21 on Friday the 13th of August. Ooh, interesting, this one. Yeah. I mean, the, the date, not nothing else. <laughs> but the Exotic uh, Empire came to an end when the Spanish... Oh, God, I cannot read. Conquistador. Thank you. Um, no, can you keep reading? Because yeah, my eyes are shot. <laughs> <laughs> the Spanish conquistador Hernán Cortés overran the city of Tentotequila. Oh, no um, wonder why tequila and, and renaming it Mexico City. And despite yep. the Aztec Empire coming to an end, local resistance continued outside Tentotilan, um, which would then... Uh, would take the Spanish about 60 gruelling years to complete, um, completely suppress uh, these poor um, uh, Aztec uh, warriors. So hence the fall is regarded as one of the end of the phase of the um, Spanish conquest of Mexico. So it was the last city to be... Yep, so, and, and you know the interesting thing here is we love Mexico City. Yes. Like, Why not? <laughs> like, like now, Mexico is Mexico City. Like, okay, uh, different places, but you know, like, like you, we we don't even think about this anymore. 
Well, the, yeah, the end like, of the Aztec Empire. And it actually wasn't that long ago. I mean, that's, we're talking about 600 years ago. That's still 500 years ago. <laughs> Darling, I was dead back then. I wasn't even born. No, I don't think any of us were born so, 500 years ago. Anyway, let's jump over to Sam Patch, who, again, Friday the 13th, uh, in 18, <laughs> uh, sorry, 1829, November, uh, Sam Patch plunged to his death in the Genesis River, if I pronounce that right. Uh, Sam Patch was one of the American professional daredevils. Now, we all have seen Jackass, where they <laughs> do some crazy stunts, but this was the original people. Yeah. So throughout his life, he's jumped from many great heights, including Niagara Falls, which no one wants to jump from there anymore. This man... Surprisingly. This man did it. Uh, not once, but twice, mm. and survived. Um, but he, when he decided to jump from the high falls of the Genesis River, no one thought to be concerned. Let's be honest. Like, he's jumped from the Agra Falls. Who's going to... Mm. Who, who cares? Who cares? Um, but it became apparent very quickly that something was wrong on this Friday the 13th while all the specula- speculating people were gathering to watch. It seems that some people thought he was drunk. Yeah. Uh, it's never been known for sure what exactly happened to Patch when he jumped into the river. But on this Friday the nineteenth, sorry, the Friday, but on Friday the thirteenth of November, Patch took an eerily predicted last jump, and his body was never well. His body was found four months later. Yeah, I mean, his body was missing for four months. I was trying to make that sound really ghouly, but uh, I think yeah. I, I stuffed it up. So, editors, go back and fix it for me. No, I thought you did a great job. So, um, um, yeah, I mean, here he was as a daredevil trying to get fame and notoriety. I reckon he hit a rock. Wait. Because, let's be honest, you can't. I don't think he went down there and checked, oh, are there rocks underneath? Well, yeah, look, and I, I haven't been to the Genesis uh, River. Neither have I. Um, I want to go now and jump off it. Yeah, but I have been to Niagara Falls. That's and really when you fall. see the volume of water coming down. He jumped off it. Yeah, I don't know what he was thinking. But you know the thing is, they said that you could survive in a barrel if you fall, like if you were inside a barrel, like a wine casket barrel, and it was going down the Niagara Falls, you could survive. Yeah, that was a bit of a trend. <laughs> that was on um, Mythbusters. So so that's, um, they said that technically you could survive, but they wouldn't recommend it. Yeah, no, I wouldn't do it. I, I think you would it. get a few broken bones. I wouldn't want to do it. You, you would just be in a dark little barrel tumbling round and round and round. It'd be like living in a washing machine. You would eventually have to sink. Well, yeah. Because barrels aren't, aren't um, well, yeah. foolproof, are they? No, no. Like, and, and wood I mean, does float to a certain extent. But, but you, you would, unless you're really sort of crammed in there with some sort of padding, you're going to be smacked around as that thing just tumbles and tumbles. Some people are into that. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, let's move on. Oh, okay. So the 13th of January in 1939. So we're, we're getting closer to where we are today. So And this actually this actually happened in Australia. So this is the... the um, this was terrible. The Black Friday bushfires, which consumed most of Victoria. Um, so the Black Friday bushfires consumed, an air, uh, consumed the area where 71 people died directly from the fire, another 438 from uh, the resulting heat wave. And it burned through 575,000 hectares of land. And not only that, but the ash that resulted from the two days of flames was so intense. And there were reports of it reaching as far as New Zealand. So um, a terrible time for us here in Australia on January 13th, 1939. Well, right now we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we will kick off some more of these Terrible, terrible events. Stick around, stay tuned. You're locked on to DRM ones. This is Soundbites. You're locked on to DRM one United, and we were having a healthy chat off here. Um, but we are back with uh, Soundbites, 
And we are going to jump straight into, uh, where were we? There we are at Buckingham Palace this time. Yeah, the 13th of September in 1940, which uh, saw Buckingham Palace bombed during World War Two. So, um, now this is where there is confusion over was the King and Queen uh, in residence at the time or not. So, some people say that they were uh, and some people say that they weren't. Oh. Um, and, and actually, this is a bit annoying because you would think that we would have a clear... Yeah. Some people say that both the palace and the chapel were hit by the bombs. Some people say that only the chapel were hit by the bombs. All we know is, is that the but, royal family was fine. But Queen Elizabeth did say, or did merely say, she was glad we have been bombed. Now we can look the east end in the face. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, is that redecorate maybe? Yeah, so basically the collapse of the um east end. Uh, of the the chapel meant that they could have a good view of the east end. You would think that maybe they could just add another floor somewhere. Yeah, absolutely, but according to New York Daily Times uh or New York Daily News, sorry. The German forces during World War 2 bombed Buckingham Palace on September 13, 1940 as uh Peter said, the bombs hit both of the palace and the chapel or maybe hit one or the other. Um although as uh we don't know if they're home. What yeah. about the Colgies? The dogs? Were they home? Oh, they would always follow Her Majesty. See, I would think if there's a world war, Queen Elizabeth or the Royals and parla- the Parliament would be underground. I think they do have, especially have for a- Parliament. And I was actually surprised that she would even be in residence in London. I would have thought they'd oh, no, send her off to, to Balmoral. Well, she's it, she's it, got several palaces. Does she doesn't it, have just one. Does a king leave his castle when he's got war coming his way? Yeah, I'm sure they do. <laughs> <laughs> well, apparently during history, yeah. they look like they didn't. Anyway, let's move on to July 1951. On Friday the 13th, uh, Kansas experienced record-breaking breaking amounts of rain and flooding. The state of Kansas was hit with over 25 inches of rain. The city of Manhattan, uh, Lawrence, and Topeka were um, were most affected, and over 2 million acres of land were uh, damaged by the floods. The storm was also affected. Uh, sorry, the storm also affected oil tanks, some of which caught fire and exploded. While um, there was also a passenger stuck on a train uh, for four days, and at the highest, the flooding exceeded previous records by four to nine feet. The people of Kansas were not war- wrong to call that uh, that day Black Friday. The interesting thing I think about that is I'm thinking. Tap your heels three times, Dorothy. Dorothy. Dorothy and Toto. So maybe this was where the Wizard of Oz came about. Yeah, although it was the Wizard of a Oz big storm? was written several decades before that. Oh, was it really? Before 1951? Yeah. <laughs> there you go. You learned something again. Actually, you know the Wizard of Oz, even though I know we're sidetracking now. The, the movie itself um, was full of actual disasters. Yes, the the props the yeah the, like, like the you know the silver um, makeup for the was Tin poisonous. Man it was poisonous the first actor they got um, to play the Tin Man Died. well he, no he's he got severe emphysema oh lovely uh, from from that makeup Did they um, fix it no you can't fix emphysema so he he had respiratory problems from that point on oh that's cool. um, there's that scene where they're running through the field and that they had all the snow coming down yeah and most of that was asbestos lovely yeah so. And, and and it goes on. There's a whole list of things. Surely Maybe the, one day we'll sure, do. Surely the uh the the movie makers of that one. I can't remember who made that movie, but surely they would have got a lawsuit against them. 
Well, now this is back in the day before everyone claimed they knew that asbestos was bad for you. But even if you didn't know asbestos was bad for you, you could still sue today. Yeah, I think most of those people are dead now. I mean, the movie's over 75 years old. But it's still one of the iconic movies. Oh, Um, gosh, yeah. And if you haven't seen The Wizard of Oz, go to our website, (laughs) check out the trailer that's now on. Yeah, we'll be adding that. added on. Um, So we'll be just taking a note now. Um, Because, yeah, brand new feature. If you haven't seen it, go check out the trailer. Um, And there's some really cool documentaries, or not documentaries, like YouTube videos of people talking about the bloopers in Earth and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, yeah. Especially for its time. Oh, and the Um, colour techniques. Yeah, and and everything. So, when you consider how old the actual uh, movie is, they they did a great job (laughs) apart from the asbestos and the. Now, for anyone that has flying concerns or doesn't like getting. On aeroplanes, you're most probably going to want to mute your mute your headset for a bit. But on Friday the 13th of June 1952, Swedish flight DC-3 vanished and it was never heard from again. That reminds me of another airplane that was never heard from again. Mm. According to National Geographic, Swedish flight disappeared while flying over the Baltic Baltic Sea. Thank you. And for 40 years, the Swedish government stuck by the story that the plane was merely performing training exercises. Okay, interesting. However, National Geographic reports that in the 90s, it was leaked that the crew members were actually spying on the Soviet Union for NATO, even though Sweden was officially neutral during the Cold War and Russia's response with its own confession. uh, A Russian pilot told Swedish diplomat that he had shot the plane down. Yeah, so... That's, that is, again, interesting, because DC-3, if I'm correct, that's a passenger fl- uh, plane, isn't it? Well, usually um, when they have an airframe, they will make a couple of versions of it. So there'll be a cargo, a passenger, and if it has a military applications, they'll also make a military uh, airframe as well. So with that... Russell is naughty, sorry. I know, I know. So, But yeah, so... Um, and actually, this is not the first time, sadly, that um, countries have shot down passenger planes um, for various reasons. We yeah. So, uh, well, this is the thing, like, we've had, and, and look, I know a lot of Australians and Malaysian people are still going through grieving, but we've had the MH370, I think it was, or... A, uh, 340 was the one that was missing, that went missing off the WA coast. Yeah. And there's uh, a 370, I'm sure. It's and there is a 370, which was the one that was shot down over the Ukraine. Yep. So uh, um, double check those numbers. I'm just checking those numbers. So, uh, flight Malaysian Airline Flight 370 was a scheduled international passenger flight operated by Malaysian Airline that disappeared on the 8th of March 2014 while flying from Kuala Lumpur yeah, International so that's the one Airport missing. to the plane destination of Beijing capital. Um, and we said the other number was MH17, which was the Malaysian airline that got shot down over the Ukraine. Or 283 passengers and 15 crew members were killed in that disaster. Okay, let's get back to Friday the 13th because this was... Yeah, so this is now moving to 1970. So November the 13th, um, the Boa cyclone hit Bangladesh. Uh, The Boa cyclone is still the deadliest storm in the Bay of Bengal uh, and the death toll is estimated to be from 150,000 to 550,000 
uh, according to NBC News. Yeah, that's over half a million people. But that's where Bengal tigers, tigers come from. Pacific District in Bangladesh lost over 45% of its population. I'm laughing at Russell's <laughs> comment, not that. Hey, it's a Bengal, <laughs> so it must be where the Bengal tigers come from. They're cute, and the Bengal cats are cute. Oh, I'm side topic yeah, way, okay. way off. But. So, the, anyway, in addition to being uh, deadly and extremely costly, the cyclone is credited with jump-starting a civil war. <laughs> At the time of the storm, the era was called East Pakistan, and the Pakistan mismanagement of the relief efforts uh, are considered to be a huge uh, event in the fight for the Bangladeshi independence. Well, that uh, has been resolved now, I think. Bangladesh independence? Well... Because it's, it's, surely they wouldn't hold a grudge that long. Oh, no, I'm actually thinking of Pakistan. But, um, yes, I, I, I hope that it's been resolved. It's, it, otherwise, so it's, do I. Uh, what, 50-odd years in the making. Absolutely. Now, we are going to talk about another flight in 1972. But I cannot actually... Uh, like, if I, I tried to pronounce this one, Uruguay. Uruguay. Oh, hang on, sorry, you've, you've, you've highlighted two, two to me. Two, two disasters that happened on the same Friday the 13th. Oh, spooky. And both were airline disasters. Oh, I bet you they crashed into each other, didn't they? No. Without reading it, I don't actually know. No, no. Uh, but actually one of the worst, two of the worst um, airline, actually, sorry, three of the worst airline disasters were planes crashing into each other. I know, they have sensors to keep them apart. Surprisingly... A misinterpretation from uh, a ground control um, flight director caused two planes to crash. Lovely. Um, a second one happened in over India. So the first one happened over somewhere in Europe. I think it was Germany. Uh, the second one happened over India and the third one happened at Tenerife. And see, this is why we have Peter people, because he's so full of knowledge <laughs> that we just love him for the knowledge. He's, he's, he's like my, my Google if in human form. If, if, you, yeah, if, you, if your Google was fairly unreliable <laughs> and you still and if, had to double check. You should double check Google searches anyway, folks. Uh, what, with Bing? No. No, but Jeeves? no. If if you're not sure, see, this is what happens. If you if you're not sure whether you're you're falling into a conspiracy theory, so um, you should always type in whatever it is you're searching. So you know, QAnon, and then follow it by the word debunk. Okay. And then what what you will get is usually um, explanations as to why your conspiracy or your concern or the thing that you're looking into is. Not correct. And if so you really if I, want... If I search COVID debunked, I'm going to get things that are debunking COVID. Well, what you might... Well, I don't know what you will get because your search engine is a bit skew if from, <laughs> from, from your search history. Because don't forget, Google tailors its search results for you based on what you look for. And that's, that's how people end up being in these echo chambers. So they only ever hear things that fit the narrative that they're already going down. Like there's, there's a statement about um, people who are doing conspiracy theory research aren't re doing research. What they're doing is finding evidence to conf – well, not evidence. They're finding statements that confirm their beliefs, but they're not actually going and finding counter-research. Yeah, and I, I think this is the thing. This is a, a very look, – look, this is a whole episode in itself because – the internet is full of information and I was on a hackathon today which was talking yeah. just about information and how valuable data is yeah. to local cities and states and that kind of stuff, but also to big tech. And the 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 one thing that we were talking about is how a social media platform, we're not going to name names here, 
is not a safe place to be and that this new social platform that was coming in was trying to create that safe space and i was like going well actually unless you're fact checking everything you're not going to yeah. be able to create a, 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 a safe space and i think that's the thing that um as soon as you start fact checking people or fact checking posts you fall into the category of oh it's your agenda that you're trying to push whether or not it's true or false it's that platform is now seen as either pro COVID or anti COVID or pro this this party or anti this party just because the fact checking algorithm works in such a way that if it's true it's true if it's false it's false it doesn't take into consideration personal opinion and opinion pieces well no you, yeah so quite interesting it's a really big conversation yeah so what I always tend to do is I go to Google Scholar first and type in my topics and what all Google Scholar does is go to um, research and journal articles. It doesn't actually go searching the web for, you know, whatever, whatever, any, you know, yeah. it doesn't pick up opinion pieces. It goes and finds the actual um, research uh, articles. And from there, you can start going, okay, this is what the, the actual people who actually sit down and study this stuff who go out and do, depending on what the topic is, they do experiments or they... Yep. So, um, I've just gone to scholar.google.com and I typed in monkey. So <laughs> and I got a memory system in a monkey, uh, affectional responses in infant monkeys, and uh, oh, how that's the I... the Milgram. Oh, not Milgram and Ash. That would be... Um, it's the uh, Lawrence by Harlow. Oh, uh, uh, Harry Harlow. Yeah. Dr. Harry Harlow. Uh, 1959. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and the rhesus, if that's how you say it, R H E S U S, rhesus monkeys, monkey brains in mm. stereotax conditions. So, stereo stereo taxis conditions. Interesting. It's from two thousand. Yeah. From so you need to type in more words than just one. Okay. Let's let's type in. Okay, we typed in Russell model. And we got oh. Russell model. I don't think you understand what I meant by it takes you to hang journal on, on, articles, on, not. There are three million five hundred and twenty yeah, scholar a... scholar. I'm literally on the scholar thing. I can't believe, right? <laughs> with you, you've completely ignored everything I've said. You've come up some ridiculous <sighs> search, and now you're trying to validate that this isn't reliable because I found something that doesn't make sense <laughs> no, to no, me. No, no, it was actually funny enough talking about it. It's an atmospheric uh, extending. And extended, and I can't pronounce the word, but it's the Russell model. It's actually a thing in in atmospheric conditions. So I'll I'll share it with you. It's actually quite an interesting article from two thousand nine. Wonderful. Anyway, I knew it was about me because NASA was doing it as well. So what? Yeah, there's I'll t I'll share it with. You. It's quite interesting actually. Anyway, on the anyway, let's get back October to October nineteen seventy two. Two airline disasters happened, unfortunately. So the Uruguayan. Flight 571 was headed uh, towards Chile when it crash-landed in the Andes. And this is actually, um, I don't know if you remember the movie Caught Alive, uh, but uh, what happened was is that there were a number of survivors and they were waiting for people to come and rescue them. Yep. But then what happened was is that after, oh, I can't remember how many days, uh, 10 days after the crash it was, sorry, um, they just decided, you know what, we, we're, we're going to have to walk off this mountain, we're going to have to find our own rescuers. Yep. And sadly, because they were all starving, they were started eating the deceased passengers. So that's 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 what you do when you're hungry. It took them seventy two days to um, walk out of the the Andes, find a village, 
get someone to actually come up and rescue the remaining 16 survivors. And they all lived happily ever after. Well, I don't know how mentally scarred they were, but, you know, they certainly uh, lived afterwards. And maybe took a leg with them. <laughs> okay. okay. Now, um, now on the Friday the 13th of October 1972 as well, the tragedy of Aeroflot 217 was the worst plane crash in Russian history. Flying from Ling- Leningrad. Leningrad. Thank you. To Moscow, all 174 people on board the flight, including 10 crew members, died when the plane crashed while trying to land due to bad weather. It's never been confirmed what caused the crash. Um, some speculate it was a lightning strike. The plane ended up just three miles away from the runway. Well, how about we just say bad weather? That's what caused it. Yeah, I, air, uh, you know, airliners are actually capable of withstanding lightning strikes. So but This is 72, uh, 90, this is hippie time. Yeah, no, they're all built. I mean, you know, they knew that there was going to be lightning up there. You know, so they... they 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 build aeroplanes whilst whilst they don't recommend pilots go flying through thunderstorms and stuff. But they do recommend that if you're flying through ducks, eat them up. Anyway, <laughs> roast them through the engines and then absolutely. grab them on the other side. <laughs> okay, let's move on. Now I do need to make a correction about the Russell model for a second. It is actually, and I did I did actually have to make a really big correction here because someone's going to call me on it. It's a study to examine the relationship between dining atmosphere emotional responses uh, and perception value and behavioural intentions while Chine- while using Chinese restaurants it researched settings. So it's an abstract thing. Anyway, let's move on. It's about dining atmosphere, positive, positive emotion, negative emotion, perceived value, behavioural intention, Chinese restaurant customer perceptions. I think we can move on from that. So the Russell model does exist. So the 13th of August in 1976, the New York resident Baz Baxter was so afraid of bad luck (laughs) following him around that he opted to stay home on this Friday the 13th. That was his bad luck. It was extremely bad luck because unfortunately his plan tragically backfired when the floor beneath his bed caved in and he plummeted sadly down six floors to his death. Hang on, so the building collapsed? Uh, it just sounds like the floor beneath his bed c- caved in. But that's just weird. How can how, but how can you how can the floor beneath your bed collapse and then you still fall six floors? Maybe there was a some sort of structural defect and a lot of the floors fell. You know, you can't trust those IKEA flat pack buildings. No. <laughs> Joke, Ikea, don't sue us. Yeah. Um, on, Too late, the lawyers on, are on their way. On Friday the 13th. Yeah, Friday the 13th, bad <laughs> news for you. <laughs> January 1989. Computers fell victim to the Friday the 13th virus. <laughs> A computer virus swept through the UK, according to LA Times. Hundreds of computers were affected by the virus, which deleted personal files significantly on the unlucky date. The virus also slowed computers down, but fortunately didn't... Uh, didn't cross the Atlantic Ocean. That's partly due to the fact that we had dial-up. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> nothing more. And let's continue this down to Friday, October 1989. The not sorry, the the New York Stock Exchange crashed, sending the Dow Jones plummeting almost 191 points, which at the time was the second worst in history. It has. Uh, it is said that the crash was caused by a failed leverage buyout of United Airlines. Now, that is interesting because it's not the first time an airline's gone down. In no. 
we have our own Ansett Australia that's gone. Yeah, you know, I don't know about investing in airlines. No. So many of them have gone the way of the dodo. Virgin Australia. Brought out, but it did collapse for a little while. It was oh, technically okay. insolvent, and then we have the other one. The um, oh, it was the oh, really compass. really cheap compass. But there's a really really cheap one that's no longer around. It used to Australian one. Yeah, it was Australian one. It was you had to walk up the stairs to get to it. Is it Perth Airport? Wasn't it's where the Qantas airline jets the Qantas terminal is for for domestic. But sorry, it's now called Jetstar Terminal. Um, and you used to wa- Tiger Airways. That's what it was called. I thought that oh, that no was that was Singapore Airlines that, that owned Tiger. But Tiger's no longer around. Tiger's okay. gone too. So a lot of airlines have collapsed. So don't invest in airlines. That's my personal opinion. Not yes, my. This, this is not, not a sh- my. This, yeah. Not my so we're not advice. giving anybody financial advice. Please speak to your financial advisor before spending yeah. any of your own money. Or <laughs> <laughs> well, just go and spend it. Well, not you know, financial look, advice. Yeah, but that, that is not. We are not financial advice. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, anything we say about financial stuff is just going to be a warning. This show is not a financial advice show. Yeah. Anyway, let's move on because I've lost my spot. Oh, so, hip hop artists. That's where we are. Tupac, right? Shakur, yeah, yeah. He died now, from a gunshot wound. Although he got hang on, shot hang on. Six days let's, earlier. Let's let's talk about that gunshot. I think it's a BB gun. Why? Because he got shot six days before. Infection could have killed him too. Yes, but I don't think he would have ended up in that situation unless he got shot. Oh, he was a gang member, I think. Well, I don't, I... What, 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 why did he get shot? Do we know? Well, I, I don't know, but he was attending a boxing match at the time uh, with um, who, Mike Tyson versus uh, Bruce Sheldon. Sheldon, Sheldon, not Sheldon. Um, but yeah, I don't... Well, maybe someone just didn't like him. Well, so I'm that was go, on the 13th. i th- Google it. Right because I'm, I'm interested to know why he... um. Got shot, and unfortunately, it's really, really difficult to. Well, while you look that up, I might. Yeah, continue, uh, move on. continue, continue. We'll come back to this if we can find the, the information. So now, these are two, uh, again, two uh, tragedies that happened on the same Friday the 13th. So this is the 13th of August in 2004. So Hurricane Charlie hit South Florida for six days, causing more than 11 billion dollars worth of damages, and also. Uh, a wedding for Michelle and Gary Doherty. Um, first, the first of the disasters of their wedding uh, was a swarm of wasps attacked guests uh, at East uh, Kilbride Registry Office um, as they waited for Michelle's arrival. Then her aunt smashed an expensive digital camera trying to spot one of the pests away. And when Michelle finally did turn up, uh, an insect flew up her dress, triggering a panic attack. After the cer- ceremony, the two mini buses that they had booked to transport all their guests to the reception failed to turn up, and also the couple lost their wedding video. Well, that's a shame about that. Wedding I know it's video. like a soap opera wedding where everything goes wrong. Now let's go back to Tupac for a second. So I've just gone to Wikipedia, so the information may or not may or may not be correct. But the rapper Christopher Wallace, known as the Notorious B.I.G., denied playing a role in the murder. His family produced computerized invoices suggesting that Wallace was recording a song in New York City recording studios the night that. Uh, Tupac was shot. Wallace manager Wayne Burrow the, and rapper Little Cease uh, publicly, publicly denied that Wallace had any role in the crime and said that they were in the, with him in the studios that night of the shooting. However, six months later on March the 9th, 1997, guess who got shot? Wallace. Oh, I stopped listening. That's okay. Because... 
Are you going to read out the whole Wikipedia article? No, 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 that's it. That's that's all I was going to. That's all I was right, going to say. Is, okay. So, so just a brief r- summary. The rumor has it that Wallace was involved in this. What the shooting to Wallace was payback. Oh, okay. So that's what it was. That was what it was. That's oh. what I was trying to get to. Anyway, let's go back to Friday the Thirteenth. <laughs> the Thirteenth of October in two thousand. There are two pack fans listening. You know. I'm sure there are, and uh, you can't. We have to. Thank you for listening, two pack fans. Yes, we need to respect his death. Do you know know the interesting thing about Tupac? He's so famous still. His music still lives on, even knowing he is dead. But that's not unusual. Some people are more famous posthumously than... I know. We should actually do an episode about people who are famous more now. More famous now than what they were alive. Yeah. Yeah. It's quite interesting. Actually, you'd find a lot of people fall into that category. Michael Jackson. Oh, no, he was pretty famous when he was alive. Actually, yeah, he's not really that played anymore on radio. Well, I think that's because of all the scandals. Yeah. Anyway, let's get back. We'll, we'll, we'll save that one for another episode. Another episode. <laughs> we've got more episodes in the can. People oh, we've coming. got so many more. And and and, <laughs> and trust me, my 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 human Google really doesn't. <laughs> okay, let's let's continue because this is we are running out of time. We've got ten minutes left. What so. did they used to say on Communities? Uh, six seasons and a movie. <laughs> <laughs> We're not doing six seasons. Thirteenth <laughs> of October, two thousand and six. The city of Buffalo was hit by a freak blizzard. Uh, wow. It's been called the October Surprise. Um, the Western New York was hit uh, with two feet of snow. Over three hundred thousand people were left without power. Thousands of trees were damaged, and the governor of New York declared a state of emergency for the entire Buffalo region. And so they should. Yeah. Did you do the Hurricane Charlie hit South Florida for six days? That- Friday the thirteenth, August two thousand four. Yeah, those. Yeah. Okay, cool. Sorry, I, I I was listening. I just heard the wedding one, and then I didn't hear the hurricane one. But I swapped them around. Oh, that's why yeah. you you got yeah. me. Yeah, you got me good. Okay. <laughs> what? <laughs> you got me good. You got me good. <laughs> you got. Me. That's gonna be our tagline now. No, Clip it's that, not. please. <laughs> Where are our sound effects? <laughs> you got me good. Okay. We've got Halloween coming up. I can't wait for our cool. Halloween episode. Yeah, uh, we're dressing up or not? Who's going to see us? <laughs> we'll, have, we'll, we'll do a Facebook Live exclusive. You don't think we look scary enough as it is? We actually, Talk for yourself. Yeah, yeah we, we don't, I don't need a costume. <laughs> okay, on Friday the 13th of August, which is tonight, but this was 2010, a, a British 13-year-old boy was struck by lightning. Now, that's nothing new. No. But what is new? It was on Friday the 13th at 13.13. Okay, I'm going to... I get it, 24-hour yeah. clock, but yeah. we don't talk in 24-hour clock. It's one thirteen. Yeah, but when you think of all the 13s that have occurred, even if it wasn't... I know. I, I understand that part. It Just adds being to a, the mystery. And if we I had know. sound effects, we could have done the... <laughs> but we have, we have to do it like manually. Hang on, let's do it again. No. <laughs> There you go, we've just lost 20, 20 <laughs> listeners right there, just turned off. Um, According to the Daily Mail, the unnamed teenager was struck by lightning while at an air show in England and was treated only for burns on his shoulder. Well, the hospital stated he was expected to make a full recovery. Which is great that he survived. Oh, I just wanted to say, I wanted to say feel like crispy. <laughs> Are you crisp to touch? Oh, he's 
Poor little, poor little tyke. Leave him alone. Oh, look. So hey, the 13th on the... Uh, 13, 13. <laughs> Sorry, I just thought it was really rude then, but I'm not going to say it. No, don't say it. Let's get on to Costa... Um, the Costa Concordia. Now, this is disastrous. This was terrible, but... This was absolutely abominable. But I'm laughing because the captain of this, of this disaster... It was his fault. It was his fault. But not only that, he was a coward. And he was convicted of manslaughter. Yeah, and so he should have. So anyway, Is so he serving jail time now? And he shouldn't come out. Um, the Costa Concordia cruise ship, so it ran aground off the coast of Italy. And according to Vanity Fair, it became the largest pa- passenger ship ever wrecked with almost double the number of people on board than the Titanic. When all was said and done, 32 people died and the captain was convicted of manslaughter. But, you know, he evacuated the ship while there were still passengers and crew on board. And he was actually ordered by the Coast Guard to return to the ship and oversee the evacuation. Well, the interesting thing is I'm trying to... And he refused. I'm trying to because they did rewrite, they did reset the the ship up and they would have... Trashed that, it like oh yeah, surely was, they, they there's no way to repair it. it. No, you couldn't fix like, it. Like I'm, I'm looking at and that at was a it. fairly brand new ship too. Who's whose ship was it? Was it the P and O's or was it Costa? Oh, so that's another firm, is it? Yeah. So how much did that ship cost them? Oh, it was a couple of billion. Insurance would six hundred. Okay, here's the interesting thing. I don't, don't know if you had this part, but it is estimated in approximately two billion more than three times the six hundred twelve million construction cost of the ship. So I should just say the total cost of the disaster, including victims, compensation, refloating, towing, and scrapping cost, was estimated at $2 billion. Yeah, it was huge. That's, it was absolutely huge. That is... And guess how much the compensation to passengers were? 11,000 euros per person. So what's that? It's about 20 grand each. Yeah. In Australian money. Yeah. Look, I wouldn't... I wouldn't... I wouldn't board this company's cruises... I would. I just wouldn't go sailing with um with that stupid captain. The interesting because he he was trying to impress some girl, uh, yeah, some female that he had taken up to the bridge, and uh, How did he, I don't know. he went too close to the shoreline. But that's shouldn't see. This is the the other thing I think that ships look. We got smart planes. We got smart cars. We need smart ships. But see, this is where you have to. It, it, it's always a balance. Who who gets the final say? Ships. No. AI. <laughs> yeah, but you only say that after the disaster. It's always easy to be the general after the war. But uh, totally. But, but but what about the car that drives into the river because the GPS didn't realize that does happen too. So uh, so who sh- who do you want to have the final say? The the human or the machine? I would like the road barrier. If we're talking about a car going into a river, there would be a barrier between the river and the road. Uh, that should have the final say, actually. Yeah, but no, it should happen before that. You shouldn't. Oh, you no, shouldn't totally, be relying on a barrier. Saying, we're saying the final. We're, we're saying if if everything else fails, at least the barrier should stop us. Yeah, but it depends on the speed that you're going. It does and did you? Oh no. Well, maybe you have seen it. I watched a documentary. Yes, I watched a documentary. Shocking, about barriers. And cars. <laughs> okay, I know it sounds like you're laughing at me. And no, I, I'm not laughing. I'm laughing with you. But but I will say it was one of the most educational uh, documentary series that yeah. I watched on YouTube. And it was saying how the barriers that we take for granted on our roads yeah. have changed and are designed yeah. to save life. Yeah. And, you, and draw the cars in. Yep, but rather than deflect you back out into the traffic. But the also the the metal pole that you see sticking out 
um, back in the old days, would just spear you and you would die. Yeah. These days, it's actually made to actually go to the ground and underneath your car, hopefully not to flip your car, which uh, is just amazing yeah, technology. You know, and, and you're absolutely right. Some of the things that we just walk past, drive past, don't even give two minutes thought to, uh, have such amazing engineering behind yeah. it. Um, like, like you know, we were saying, a lot of those road barriers, if you hit them, they're actually designed to draw the vehicle into the barrier so you don't deflect back out into the traffic. And the yellow, I, d- I know we have a few of these that haven't been fixed. Thank you, main roads. Please fix them. But, uh, look, I drive on the freeway late at night. It's been raining quite heavily l- lately. And when it gets heavy, it gets hard to see. One of the p- problems that I have found with this the Quinana freeway is that some of the barriers are missing or that they haven't been pulled out because they've had a crash into it. They, the, the design for the yellow barrier is that it should be able to be easily reset and p- new new fillers yeah. can be put in. Well, whoever's in charge of that, I'm going to take it as main roads, yeah. uh, hasn't done that, which means that safety barrier is no longer safe. And it was interesting that sometimes the reason why they don't do it is because the cost to do it, to fix it, or to repair it, outweighs the cost of someone hitting it. Right, At least according yeah. to this documentary. But where was that documentary made? It was in the uh, US. Yeah, because the US d- does things like that. Do you remember that famous case? I don't know if you remember. This is going back to the 70s now. So, But Ford came out with a new car called a Pinto, I think, off the top of my head. Yes, I remember the and, Pinto. Um, and it had this design flaw with it. And they decided, you know, somebody crunched the numbers and they said it's it works out it's just cheaper to compensate victims of this of the car catching on fire than it is to do a recall yep. and bring every car in and fix it. So, whereas here, the You'd damages you can be awarded uh, aren't... Like in the US, you can, you can demand billions of dollars for spilling hot coffee on you, whereas Absolutely. here in Australia, it, it is limited to solely your injury. Which I think is unfair because I want that million dollars from McDonald's too. <laughs> anyway, yeah, but, don't, but those court cases go on. People go only hear the, the outcome and yeah. go, oh, that's what I'm going to do and spill coffee in them and don't not realise those court cases went for 10, 15 yeah, years. But then you got and they cost a lot of money and the lawyers got these, all the money. These companies then go, oh, as soon as this issue is brought to our attention, we fix it by putting a warning on it. And if you, someone else follows and copies it, not our problem. Yeah, so it's not. It's, yeah, so we should do not go and pour don't, hot no, coffee don't. on and yourself. And don't go and crash into a barrier. No, because don't you're not go and get, do that. No. But, but it did raise a good point of mine, which was down near the train line because Quinana Freeway's got a train li- train going through it, and there's parts that aren't protected by concrete wall. It's protected by a rope barrier. Well, someone's already hit it, and there's the poles been taken out, and the rope or the the um, metal barrier string, whatever you want to call it, metal rope, we'll call it. It's not. Cable. It's not. Yeah, cable. Thank you. It's not tight. It's loose. Now you would think that should be fixed pretty quickly, because it's dangerous. There's a train line, but no. now I'm and in my head. I'm sort of wondering, and look, I, I don't know. So I'll take a picture if I can. Yeah. So I'm just wondering. But sometimes those metal poles. To us, they look like metal poles, but sometimes they're fabricated with stress points and fracture points and uh, failure points. And so, and we might not manufacture them here in WA. Well, we should. I agree. I think we should try like and if, keep if, it. If we've got things that need fixing, and yeah, that's but but be, and and probably normally when you know we have free passage through 
for the world. Um, it's it's fix. easy for us to get spares, but yeah. you know, during the pandemic, uh, with borders closed and uh, some countries in lockdown and not being yeah. able to get people to work. So anyway, it, that's it, just a speculation. It, it is it is interesting though because the those poles, the 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 metal, very thin metal poles, are actually that you can literally pick them out of the ground and replace them. Oh. So they're basically made out of a little bit of concrete, a pole in it that just hooks onto the wires, and that if it gets damaged, it can be picked up and, and, just and replaced. replaced. So yeah. very smart technology, but it would be nice to, to have yeah. a safe road. Anyway, we are one more item, and that was a great gap filler because we're just out of time. But in 2029, we're at the last one. Yay, we finally yes. got through one, I think. So this is one of Oh, no, we haven't. Predi- no, no, this is, our, this is the last of the disasters. Oh, okay, let's, let's do the disaster. Predicting. So we're predicting. So uh, according to NASA, on the 13th of April, which is Friday the 13th, yes. 2029, an asteroid will come extremely close to Earth. How close? Within 20,000 miles of the Earth. Uh, or in, if you're thinking in kilometres, it's about... I was about, about to say that. Yeah, it's about uh, 38,000 kilometres. How far in metres? Uh, so this might not seem like a big deal, but it's actually very close in relation to space. Because it could, it could also attach to our gravity and get stuck into Earth's gravity pull. And then all of a sudden we've got a rock around our head coming in for landing. And where will it land? Who will it land on? China. Uh, well, I don't know about that. We don't know where it will land. <laughs> Let's hope it doesn't land at all. Let's hope it just says goodbye to us. As Imagine it. if it if it wrapped itself around Earth on a, like a three sixty, like just ro- kept rotating, like orbit. Uh, yep, like an orbit. Um, I'm trying to think of the plane planet that has uh, rocks around it already. Mars has two little rocks. Does it? Phobos and Rebos. Okay, and they're circulating fine. And I'm not sure about the second one. Okay, well, I have to double check. We'll Phobos is one of them. We'll check it eventually. But um, so imagine if this rock started going around our gravity pool, yeah, and just wiping out all of the GPSs and satellites and all that kind of stuff, but didn't crash into Earth. Just it caused just, us. Just, just caused us enough headache yeah, where all of a damage. sudden, airplanes that use GPS is down, phones that use GPS is down, the space station is destroyed, all that kind of stuff. And we're stuck on planet Earth for the rest of our lives. Well, we did have a little um, asteroid that did that. Did we? Oh, what happened to you, Mike? I don't know. That orbited Earth, but didn't damage anything. Uh, and, and we had it for a little while, uh, but it's flung itself off again. Well, we might need another. So for, for a while, Earth had two natural satellites. We had a natural satellite, and we should have mined it. Anyway, <laughs> uh, well, come on. Come on. Uh, BHP and, and other mining companies... Sorry, I don't know BHP because that's who I was in the room with today. Oh, okay. But some other common superstitions. We'll get through them very quickly because we are out of time. Black cats. Oh, yeah, it's I do a like classic my black... Halloween symbol. You know, okay, I love my black cats. I love eating black cats. What? Are you... The is lollies. This a, is this a lolly? Gosh, I hope so. <laughs> I was only half listening to you to when you said the eating black cats. I'm thinking, what? <laughs> so you should pay attention. Um, <laughs> Well, you know, there's a lot of filtering that's required. <laughs> oh, you're saying I'm gonna... Okay, well, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to spill some tea now. Um, some sp- salt. <laughs> spilling Spill some, some salt. salt. Yeah. So tell us about this one. So I I always knew I've that spilling salt was bad luck. I always thought I didn't it was like why. a blessing. I thought at the wedding you just throw salt at people and you go, good luck. Isn't that rice? I thought it was salt. Well, that's probably why you don't get invited to any more weddings. <laughs> that's like, I'm going to assault you. <laughs> 
that is like that that terrible dad joke where it says a family of peanuts were walking down the street, three were robbed and one was assaulted. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the reason why it's considered bad luck, and I didn't know this. I didn't know yep. this until I re- uh, looked it up. So, um, But Judas knocked over salt at the Last Supper. Oh, typical um, Judas. Yeah, well, you can't trust Come him. On. Uh, but in fact, the superstition does date back even further to Roman times. But you know why Judas was doing it? He wanted to look up Jesus' skirt. <laughs> he dropped, it's like I was dropping the fork today. Would you go? Are you are you still doing that? Are you still using that trick? Yes, I you, am. All right, you need to give it up. People Why? Have, people have figured out what you're doing. Well, now they have. When you've dropped the fork 18 times during dinner. I'm like just bending over and going, oh, look at my ass. <laughs> G-rated show. Okay, so. Well, I think we stopped it up from the beginning. No. Giving salt was a sign of friendship, so spilling it was bound to create some disharmony. Oh, that uh, isn't. Hang on, we don't. Oh, Facebook, please come out with this salt emoji, so that way we can just go. I'm assaulting uh, you. I'm assaulting you. If you uh, spill the salt and are worried about your luck, toss some over your left shoulder, and you shall be fine, according to superstition. See, I think this needs to be you toss pepper over your left shoulder, and you'll be fine because salt and pepper go together. Why wouldn't you do the salt over the left and pepper over the right? Whatever. <laughs> yes. So, and, this, and this is how superstitions start. I know. Yeah, so, so we get enough people doing it, and then before you know it, it becomes I'm a I'm going to start doing it at my wedding, um, <laughs> at every wedding. We're going to just go and spill salt, then salt and pepper. Salt and pepper. <laughs> and people are going to be like, what the fudge? Yeah, so okay. It's, it's good luck, people. Good you're luck. F- you're flavoring. We're saying goodbye to the current old friendship and hello to new friendships. Yes. There you go. There you go. But you know what is really, really scary is those blimmin' Walking umbrella, no, walking, walking, walking under a ladder. Sorry, I don't know where I was going with that, but walking umbrellas would be scary. Now, okay, here's the thing I don't have a ladder, so I used a table to change the lights in the studio and I broke the light. So, if this thing about walking under a ladder gives you bad luck, I think standing on the table and changing a light gives you bad luck too. Well, because you break things, yeah. Um, even though this was a saint uh, from Egypt, <laughs> let's let's read out what it so says. Walking under a ladder, and again, I always wondered where this came from, and I always thought it was bad luck because if someone who's on the ladder drops something, it's going to scone you in the head. <laughs> well, that's um, what I thought too. Yeah, first, but, but apparently, ladders symbolise the sacred trinity trinity in Egypt. So wandering beneath one was asking for trouble. Apparently, there was a ladder up against Jesus' crucifix, so that. Uh, so already well, unfairly maligned the ladder to become public enemy number one. But, yeah, okay, so let's be honest. Jesus getting nailed by the cross, who wouldn't like that? Be like, yeah, give me that cross. Uh, <laughs> give me that Jesus's nail. But I wouldn't be walking under Jesus's ladder because he would turn me into wine or his last meal. I, I think you're confusing quite a lot of the Bible stories of course I in, am. into one narrative. <laughs> <laughs> but Are you also worried about being turned into little fish? Oh, whatever. Okay. But imagine if Jesus said, okay, for my last supper, I'm going to turn one of you into my food. Well, he sort of did turn the what? sacraments, the the bread, the wine. Exactly. I don't know what else there was. Um, the humans. Okay, let's move on. Um, umbrellas, umbrellas indoors. Some, yeah. Did you? Did you I, I don't know about this one because I have 
put up a few umbrellas inside my door. Yeah. And I've never had bad luck. I will say it makes it hard to get out the door. Mm, that's true. Um, so maybe that one. But I understand you've got a good chance of you'll pull someone else's eye out. But the thing is, we actually, you know, this is a wrong because there are theatre productions that do like, <laughs> I'm singing in, in the, the rain. rain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one. Um, umbrellas and doors. Um, the umbrellas and doors has been a, sca- a staple. Yeah. Oh, look, I think this is BS. <laughs> That's why they're superstitions. They're let's, all they're all BS. Let's move on to the next one. Starting a new job on Friday the thirteenth. Some job seekers avoid starting a new role on the unluckiest day of the year, as it increases the chance of the company going bust. I would also say it increases the chance of you going to work. Sorry, someone's about to sneeze. No, that's all now, right. Now, the broken mirror, now that we've all done this, I think we've all broken a mirror or two. Yeah, and they used to say that four. if you break a mirror, it gives you seven years bad luck. Now, I heard... Have you I, broken a mirror? I think I have in my time. Have you had better seven years bad luck? Oh, honey, I've had more than seven years bad luck. Oh, so I don't <laughs> know if this one's correct. I, I remember as a kid and then a, like breaking a mirror as a kid and then as a teenager breaking accidentally breaking another mirror and thinking, oh my gosh, I was almost done paying my penance from the first one. And well, I, actually, I'm going to use Scholar to see if there's any research on this. That, oh, I have no idea what you're going to come up with with that. Well, this is a breaking the mirror superstition. Measure Okay, there's a lot of results. Um, There's 73,000 results for this one. Uh, so I think this might take some time, but there is... Wow, okay, just so that I'm not misreading that, it does say the word that I think that says, the first one. If you want to read the title of the first link out. Okay, so they're using it as a phrase, so breaking the mirror, the the construction of lesbianism and the anthropomorphical discourse on homosexuality. This is an essay. This would be a very interesting essay to read, so go and check it out on scholar.google.com. Google Scholar. So, um, but yeah, I never thought of it being in that sense of the word, but... Good on them. Well, it's a phrase, uh, breaking, breaking e. the mirror. E. Like Blackwood. So, Journals of Homosexuality in 1986, that was first yeah. published. But let's get back to our list because you can read more about these things on Scholar. Don't see the bride or groom on the wedding day. Okay. It's well, considered this one, bad luck. This one, I think, needs to be the clarification. It is that the groom should not see the bride and the bride should not see the groom because otherwise they're going to have sex and then they're going to have pregnancy and then you're going to have a baby nine months later. And you know what the worst thing about having a wedding is? That you go on your honeymoon. You don't want to be pregnant on your honeymoon. Uh-huh. That's all, that's all I've got to say. Okay. All right. Sometimes you need to think about these things before you say them out loud. <laughs> <laughs> hey, just because... Uh, no, don't try and justify it. So this actually comes from the days of arranged marriages where bride, really? <laughs> where the bride and the groom were discouraged from seeing each other. Actually, I like this one because um, they were discouraged from seeing each other from before the ceremony because in case one of them made a mad dash for the door. I think we all do that, but we could do that at the aisle. What if there was a wedding, right? Right. That had a, a, a war between the male and the female, or the male and male and female, female, whatever. And you had to say, I do, before you ever saw them. It was an arranged wedding. We take this one step further, where you only got to see the person after you were actually wedded. It wouldn't surprise me if there are some customs... That do that? That do that. And, you know, now that I think about it, there is some... You tell me to think before I say... Yeah, and I'm not sure whether I want to go down this path because I do know of one particular wedding custom that is very similar to what you described. Oh, tell me more. 
and I'll tell you more on another time. At another time, <laughs> <laughs> maybe we'll do a show on um, weddings, unusual wedding customs. I think that would be fun. Yeah, because there there are so many different customs in in weddings, and there are so many types of religions and communities and and all that kind of stuff. As much as well, you we, know, we shouldn't call them unusual because that that gives it a connotation that it's it's. Well, we don't want to call them strange. No, but we can call them um, different. Just wedding customs. Yeah, okay, there you wedding go. Wedding customs from around the world. Go get border security for them. Imagine <laughs> that. So who was who was the, who signed the, who was the witness on your wedding certificate? Well, there was border security. <laughs> Asia. <laughs> and my personal lawyer. Oh, okay, let's just move on. Now, this one is uh, really, really interesting because this is so true. The chicken, the chicken wishbone. Because I have for many times forked a wishbone. Uh the, the fault wishbone, I should say. <laughs> I was joking. The yeah. fault wishbone has also been used to divine things. Sorry, I hope I got that right. Yeah. And stroke of good luck. So basically, if you're lucky enough to, to snap this and get the longer piece, I believe it is, uh, like the part that the wing, the, the wing. Yeah, so you get the majority of yeah, the bone. You get, but you know what isn't on your list, which I'm surprised? Shooting stars. Making a wish on a shooting yes. star. Yes. Yeah. I couldn't. I didn't actually have time to Is put that, everything. No, I understand. You don't <laughs> have time to put everything. But I'm, I'm really surprised that that was not on your list. From the point of view, as oh, when I was a kid, that was the big thing. That was like looking for a shooting star, look, making look a wish. But now you know, Elon Musk. Thank you very much for having your friggin' Starlink because every single satellite looks like a friggin'. That just means you get to star. make lots of wishes. Yeah, that don't work unless he's listening. Well, you think the other ones do work? It's an asteroid. Of course, it works. It's going to give me superpowers one day. I hope I just didn't clarify what day it has to give it superpowers to me. Right. I uh, did say I want to fly and it hasn't let me fly yet. And I wouldn't go testing that. Oh, I tried to jump off a fr- off a shed the next day, it didn't work. I did use I did use a um <laughs> this uh, no joke, this is what I did. How badly were you injured? <laughs> I wasn't injured funny enough oh. because I used a shopping bag as a parachute. Now I was 6. Oh, okay. So, so we bounced back pretty quickly, right? Yeah, and I think it was pretty common, clever that you used a shopping bag. It, I mean, even <laughs> though you it know, didn't work because the, I the didn't... finer points of aerodynamics and well, um, there, there's air a few, resistance. There's a few and... flaws with my plan, and that was I a should few? have used more shopping bags tied together to create an open arch with you know more airflow. You, you know what else you could have done? Just not done it. Yeah, not gone up on the roof in the first place. Like there, there's that fun. There's that, there's that option. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> or, or what else? <laughs> Could have stayed in bed because getting out of bed is, is a is a way to avoid bad luck. You're supposed to get out of bed the same size or the side of the I'm bed. Glad you got into it. Yeah. These are superstitions. Uh, none, well, none, none of this is scientific fact. Actually, I have to agree with this one because there have been days where I have got out the wrong side of the bed that I got into and I've had a crap of a day. Uh-huh. I know PG show, sorry. But um, yeah, I think this one's true. You remember our episode? I really do. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Haven't you ever had a bad day when you walked out the other side of the, the bed that you shouldn't have? So how do you know it was due to that and not something else that you ma- did? It doesn't matter about whether it was something else that caused it. The fact is, originally, you got out the wrong side of the bed. I think you need to go back and listen to our fallacies, logical fallacies episode. Well, go check that out. What season number and what episode number? That, was, was that, that must have been season two. So go check it out. You know what I really liked, though? Yes. I didn't realise this, but you remember there's an old 
um, saying, if you find a penny, pick, pick it up, up and all the day you'll have good luck. Now, yes. I didn't realise there's a couple more rules to this. It's not part of the song. Yeah. But... I want them to, uh, if, if they're going to have rules, they need to put it as part of the but song. But the thing is, it's it's you're meant to know this. Like it's. Did it's... you know this? Don't pretend. I knew it was something to do with heads and tails. I just didn't mm. know which way it was up. I thought heads was good luck and tails were bad luck. Really? Yeah. So, so what never, is it? What is I never, it? I never thought that it is heads is heads up is good luck and about your tails you should flip you it sh- over and leave it for somebody else to find. That's interesting because I thought the tails were bad luck. So no, but what they're saying is you so yeah, yeah. You find it and See, if it's heads, it's yours, and if it's tails, you flip it over onto its head, but leave it for somebody else. I was told that if it's tails, you don't touch it because that the bad luck rubs off on you no matter what. Yeah. So there's interesting ones about that one. And this is the problem with superstitions, and this is how um, Look, good on them. It's, you it's, get it's, variations. That's, that's, that's kind of like passing it forward. But the other one is cutting your hair. If you cut yeah. your hair on Friday the 13th, which I was about to do, so thank goodness <gasps> I had, No, I was about to go for a haircut today. Um, legend says someone in your family will die. Oh, damn, I should have done it. <laughs> yeah, but you don't get to choose. Oh, I wish I could. Okay, uh, let's let's... There's, I think there's some family therapy that you need to get into. We all know that. Um, <laughs> some famous people that were born on Friday the 13th were Margaret Thatcher, yeah. the one and goddess, Julia Louise Dreyfus. From uh, Seinfeld? Really interesting. Steve Bashami. Bashami, yeah. Good on you, Bashami. Yeah. Uh, Kate Dunning from Two Broke Girls. Oh, I watched the full one to six season of Two Broke Girls. So you should know who Kate is. I do. She's the blonde one. Blackhead. Yeah. How, how close were you watching that? Were, were you in another room? One, right? Big boob one. G-rated show. Okay. Big big um, bosoms. I don't know. I don't know how to make that any more PG. Okay. The other people who but were born on Friday the 13th. Did you enjoy Two Broke Girls? I did up to the last season. The last season it lost me purely because of... They weren't the, broke? They weren't broke. Um, yes, the last episode made them broke again, but they could have taken it in a different direction that was a bit more f- um, realistic, I think. Like, okay. like I'm uh, look. We wanted them to or have a happy relationship, and they did get that. But it was too obvious, right? That the relationship that um, they would end up with was the diner guy that fixed the diner, and the other one would fix um, would be with the Hollywood guy. I can't remember his name. Um, but it was just it. It's just too. That was too like. Yeah, la da So you recommend watching season one to five. One to five and, and then not watching. And putting about. a full stop in it right there. Yeah, I didn't like the I didn't like the last season with the baby, um and and Spoiler and, alerts. Yeah, sorry guys. Um and I didn't like the fact that um th- there was just too much product placement. In, okay. in the episode, uh, I, like, I haven't watched any of it, so. Oh, okay. Well, I would. De- <laughs> okay. Well, go and have. But now a I'm going to go and watch seasons one to five. Yeah. So if you want to check out the trailers, they will also be on the page down below. We'll oh. put um, the trailer to the two broke girls. So just give me a note to that one, <laughs> um, because this is what we can do now. Yeah. Now, the other people that were famous and born on Friday the thirteenth was Christopher Plummer. Now, was he a plumber? He wasn't a plumber. He was a movie star. He was uh, the captain in um, The Sound of Music. Okay. It would have been great if he was a plumber because his last name plumber. He also played a Klingon warrior in Star Trek. Awesome. The Undiscovered I, Country. For all those Star Trek people that now hate me, I'm sorry. Well, you're a trekker. I didn't know that. 
Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen were also born on Friday the Thirteenth. Yeah, I from they're from the twins. Yeah, they might have twin names. Olsen. Mary Kate and and Ashley Olsen, or is it Mary Kate Olsen? <laughs> yeah. One is called Mary Kate Olsen, and one is called Ashley Olsen. Well, you didn't say Olsen in that one. That's uh, okay. a dumb anyway. moment. Okay, Hebo Bryson. I don't know if you remember her. She's a famous singer oh, of I the seventies and eighties. No, I'm oh, sorry, Peebo is a uh, he. Sorry, <laughs> oh, see. Peter Davidson, the fifth Doctor from Doctor Who. But we need to go back to Peebo for a second. The person who named him Peebo, not, it's a, not, a, good not name. a good name, because yeah. hey, P, come and pee over here, P. I'm gonna pee on you, Peebo. Like, come on, do not name your kid Peebo. Yeah, um, sorry for. It's it. almost like a a name that you would give a bad seventies sci-fi robot. Or a porn star. Peebo. Um, Which actually I think there was one in Space Academy. Okay, or a porn star. Peebo? Peebo, Peebo, Peebo. Why does that sound familiar? What have you been watching? I'm going to have to double check that. Yeah. Peter Davidson, the fifth Doctor. From um, Doctor Who. Doctor Who. Well done to him. How old is he? Now? Yeah. I have no idea. Well, let's Google it. Okay. Um, And Peter Peter Talk. Talk. I don't know if you remember. I can't Google it. This one is... um, from the 70s as well. He was in that TV show, The Monkeys. He was the one monkeys. of the monkeys. Yeah. No, 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 no. That one. Oh, there you go. You know that. Yeah, I do love my monkeys. So he was born, funny enough, in, if I'm correct, Davison, the Magic City Comic Con. He went to Comic Con. Uh, just double checking things. He wasn't in po- politics, was he? No. But he was in film and TV and radio. Doctor Who. I've yeah. got the right guy. He was in politics, believe it or not. Oh, enough. okay. Interesting. I didn't he know is a seventy years old. Good on him. You know, and politics-wise, here's a fun fact about him: he was declared his support for Labor Party at the general election of the 2010 election. Oh, good on him. So I don't know what state uh, European Union. It, it would have been Brexit. In, uh, UK. And he su- publicly supported UK members of the European Union in the 2016 Euro- EU referendum, describing Brexit supporters as mad old farts who wanted <laughs> to return the country to an age that never existed. Yes. So, people, people, people. So, and um, his daughter yes. is married to David Tennant, who was the 11th Doctor. I think it was the 11th, 10th. Keep 10th. it in the family, I guess. Uh, 10th, 11th? Uh, yeah. But his daughter was a, was a Cyborg. TV show star, oh, and yeah. she appeared as the Doctor's daughter in one of the close. TV shows. I was close. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, that is the end oh, of the it, show. It enough. is exhausting <laughs> uh, putting that with me, um, but I love me. <laughs> and so you should. And so should you. Uh, <laughs> we all do. We all love if you Russell. have any, if you have any suggestions on how to make this show better, please feel free to drop us a email at social at drm1.com.au. Jump onto our uh, drm1 United Facebook page, and if you um, want to become on and guest an episode with us, yeah, why not? Feel free to contact social at drm1.com.au. Uh, you must live in Perth, Western Australia, unfortunately, because I'm not. Doing Google Cloud these days, yeah. Um, but if we, if anyone's in Perth that wants to come and guest host an episode about any of your favourite topics, then please let us know because we would love, 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 love yeah. to get um, some people to have you on. Now, one last thing before we do go: if you or a friend uh, want to come and do a show, we are currently looking for shows that are Mandarin oh. in that language. So if you speak Mandarin. 
then please contact the station drm1.com.au that's a little plug for the station and we will try to get you to start doing a show with us um about china wow. and uh what's happening in the chinese community here in perth so it's how we stay local Anyway, Peter, we can re-watch, well, not re-watch, but we can re-listen to all of these episodes on the brand new DRM1 app and yes. website. Yes, download it now on like. Google and uh, Apple. Apple and... And visit the website. And visit the website. What, what, what? Dot DRM1.com.au. <laughs> what, what, what? <laughs> I love that. <laughs> what, what, what? What, what, what? Remember when you were at school and you were learning the alphabet and that's and how they were teaching? Yeah, and we had to use all the short at versions. But, cat, da, yeah. And then well. people wonder why I say a word and, and pronounce it the way it's spelt because that's how I got taught. So there's words that literally do not make sense to me. So I, I pronounce them as I see them, yeah. and I get it completely wrong. Yeah. So, like, Liwiwin, it's a place in Perth, a place in WA. It's it, Yeah, I'll, I'll send you a link. Okay. It's it's actually Liwin. Uh, I haven't heard spelled, of that. Yeah, where, where, whereabouts is it? South, uh, greater south of WA. Oh, okay. So, quite far. I might have to go there on a holiday. Yeah, it's past Albany. Oh, okay. So it's, it's, a good, it's a good trip. Nice little drive. Yep. I want to go to Esperance. I actually want to go to Kalgoorlie. Have you been before? I have been to Kalgoorlie. Yeah. But I really want to get lost this time. In Kalgoorlie? Yeah. There's plenty of places to do it. You want to explore Kalgoorlie? And get lost. And get lost. Just let yourself just disappear into the streets we and do, the alleyways. We, we should just the... say it quickly because there was a guy that was or is missing in Kalgoorlie and our thoughts and prayers go to his family and friends because as much as I make a joke about being lost in Kalgoorlie, I just had to remember that was actually... Oh, okay. Well, let's hope that he is found safe and sound. He's 78 years old. He's oh, a gold prospector. Oh, the prospector. Um, so we do hope that he is okay. But we will find you with a metal detector next week right here on Soundbites. Yes. What are we doing next week? I'm thinking next week's show will be on secret clubs and societies. Ooh, like ASIO. The Illuminati. They're, so, they're actually not so secret anymore. Um what about the people behind the government? That's the thing. That's what the all these... Even the microphone's cutting out on us. Yeah, I know. See, we're being listened to. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, we are out of here. I'm going to try to fix those microphones So this week. This has been a really long episode. It's, 7, <laughs> it's 7.27 right here. You've been listening to Soundbite. Bye. Bye-bye.